We're in the Gemara today on Daf Gimel Amadalef, right at the beginning of the Daf. So the Gemara here is discussing the Mishnah that mentioned 15 different Arayis that prevent the Yavam of fulfilling the mitzvah of Yibum. Or actually there is no Yibum in such a case where any of these women that was married to his brother are usher to be married to him. And the Gemara is discussing the order of these 15 Arayis. Why does the Mishnah count them in the order that it does? The Gemara tried one answer, and the Gemara refuted it. The, the point, the, the answer we learned yesterday was that the Mishnah begins with the, uh, the erva of Bitoi, because ironically, even though Bitoi you may think is the closest relationship to him, and therefore that's an erva that the Titus says clearly, but Bitoi, a daughter, and we're talking specifically about a daughter that was born Ma'anu Sosai, from a woman that he had a relation with, not a wife, is not written ever clearly in the Taita. So the Mishnah mentions first an erva that's not written clearly in the Taita. Why? Because it's learned from a drasha and therefore chavivale. The Tana has more of a specialty and it. it cherishes more to mention something that's not written clearly in the Taita. It's a drasha that chachamim darshan. So that's where we're holding. So the Gemara now continues and asks on this. Frek the Gemara, Kulu Nami, all the other Arais that it says in the Mishnah, Midrasha also, it's also based on a Drasha. What's the Gemara's question? Even though it's true that the, the Isser of the other Arais are written clearly in the Torah, but regarding the fact that the other Arais are going to be also to do Yivim with them, that concept, that's not written clearly in the Torah. As we'll see soon in the Gemara, there's only one of all of these 15 that it says clearly in the Torah that you can't do a Yibum with this erva. That's a Chais Ishtai. The rest of all of these Arayas, the fact that you don't you do Yivum if there's an erva is not written clearly in the Torah. So all of these 15 over here, besides one, are also a drasha that the mitzvah of Yivum does not apply for this erva. So why are you telling me that only the Isra of Bitoi is a drasha? If they all are also based on a drasha. So the Gemara answers, there's a difference. All the others that are mentioned in the Mishnah regarding this halacha that we're speaking about here, that when there's an Issa Erve, the, the Yibum does not apply, that is taka learned only from Madrasha. But, Iker Isarayu, the very Issa of the Erve itself, they are written clearly in the Torah. But Bitoi, when it comes to the Erve of a person's daughter from, from an Anusa, Iker Isura Midrasha. Not only the fact that this erve, there's no mitzvah of yibum, but the whole erve itself in the first place is never written clearly in the Torah. And what's the drasha? So the Gemara brings here the Omar of Omeli Rav Yitzchak Baravdimi. Rav Yitzchak Baravdimi told me that the drasha is as follows: Asya heino heino. We learn exedishava heino heino. So Rashi brings that when it comes to bitoi, there are two types of bitois, as we had we mentioned before. There's bitoi from your wife, bas ishtoi. And that's actually a daughter that's not even necessarily your daughter that, uh, that was born from, from you. But bas ishtoi, even if your daughter gave birth to this daughter that's not your daughter, Bachlal. That's written clearly in the Torah. But then over here, what we're speaking about is bitoi me'anusasai, not from your wife. And, but but it's a, there's a pasik where it says, heina, by bas ishtoi. And then when it talks about an anusa, it also uses the term so therefore we compare them to the two to say that just like regarding by Ananusa, the Taita does mention Bas Bitoi. It mentions a granddaughter, that's Aser. So therefore we understand that it also includes the daughter as well. That's the Gzayr 
And also, Asya Zima Zima. We also learn out Zima Zima to teach me that just like when it says Zima, the term Zima is used to tell me the Einish, that the Einish for this Erva will be Sreifa, as Rashi here brings. So, so too, we learn out that just like that Sreifa applies regarding Bas Ishta, it also re- applies to Bita Imanusasai. Since we learn out Heina Heina, so we know that the same Einish applies. Yeah, but so, so the point remains that the reason why the Mishnah is mentioning Bitei first is because this, the whole erva of Bitei was not ever mentioned clearly in the Teireh. It's a drasha and the Tana feels it special to say something which is a drasha. The Gemara now asks, asks on, on this entire answer. So the Gemara, hash to Now that you're saying, that's something that's only learned from Madrasha. So that's more cherished by the Tana, so he mentions it first. So if so, the only one of all of these that's clearly in the Torah, and it's an erva in the Torah, and the fact that there's no Yibum by this erva is also clearly in the Torah, is Achais Ishtay. Achais Isha. So listen to Achais Isha Lebesayf. This erva of Achais Isha, when your brother was married to your wife's sister, and there's no Yibam there, that should be mentioned the last of all of the, of the entire list of 15, because that's something that's Mufurish in the Torah. So the Gemara answers, Aidi, the Aidi be'iser achfese, because the Mishnah began talking about the Arayas that are connected to achfese, uh, to brothers and to sisters and so on, right? Because the Mishnah, what does is, what is the Mishnah begin speaking about after it talks about Bitoi? And then it talks about Bas Ishtoi, then it talks about Chamaisai. So after that, the Mishnah starts talking about Achaisai Mi'imai, Achais Imai, it's your sister from your mother, it's your mother's sister, and so on. So because the Mishnah begins talking about sisters, Satana Achais Ishtoi. It also mentioned Achais Ishtoi, which is also another scenario that's a sister, even though really that should have belonged all the way at the end, because this is the one that's Mufurish. And, and in the Torah. And the Mishnah wants to teach me the things that are not Mufurish in the Torah first. Frech the Gemara, the Gemara doesn't accept this answer because this itself you could ask. If the only reason it mentions Achais Ishtai here is because it began speaking about different scenarios of Arayas that are related to a sister, let it say all of these at the end. Whether it's Achais Imai, Achais Meimai, that is, Achais Imai, Achais Ishtai, all these three, put them all at the end. What's the reason that the Mishnah started speaking about these arayas that are connected to a sister? Ella, so therefore the Gemara refutes, now the whole answer, the Gemara goes away from the whole answer that we said before, and the Gemara gives a, a new answer. Tane kurvi kurvi nokat. The order of the arayas mentioned in the Mishnah, it begins with a relative that's closer, and, the, the, and then it goes from there to relatives that are not as close. What the Gemara explains. It starts first with the erve, which is a person's daughter, a daughter of a daughter, a daughter of a son. These are the closest relatives to a person. They are his own children. This is his own blood relatives. That's what it starts with. And then, because it spoke about these three regarding his own blood relatives... So it mentioned these three and these three generations, his daughter, his daughter's daughter, his son's daughter, and going generations downward, the day from his himself, those that are relatives to him. So similarly, it mentions also three generations of relatives that are not directly his relatives, 
but his wife, right, wife's relatives, his wife's daughter, his wife's daughter's daughter, his wife's son's daughter, because it, it corresponds, it's similar to what it says regarding his own relatives. And then, once it goes three generations down regarding her, regarding her three relatives, so it also mentions three of her relatives going three generations up, right? where it mentions his, uh, the mother-in-law, which is his wife's mother, or a, uh, his, his mother-in-law's mother, or his father-in-law's mother. So also all in connection to the fact that it mentioned rel- her relatives. Okay, so that explains why the Mishnah mentions these over here. And then, following this, then it mentions his sister, his mother's sister, the Kroive Atzmai. So these are relatives that are his own blood relatives. So again, it's, it wants to focus on things first that are his own relatives. It did interrupt in between with his wife's relatives because it was similar to the generations that it mentioned regarding himself. But then it comes back to mention his own relatives. And then, since it mentions the Isra that is related with sisters, so Tana So therefore it mentions also that comes together with that, similar to that. But really, the main reason why it started speaking about it, right? The Gemara's question was, why does it mention a chais imoy over here? Why don't we put this all at the end? The answer is because these are mamish, direct, close relatives to him. So that's why it mentions this over here. And now the Gemara says further, now, really, the Mishnah should have first said the case of kalosai, his daughter-in-law, which is the last one mentioned in the Mishnah, but really that should come first, before it mentions the case of which is not a relative, that, uh, that there's no problem with it. The issue is not a relative, right? What's the problem of because the brother is born after this brother passed away, so there's no mitzvah of Yibam. So really the, the case of Kalosai should come first. And Rashi says, or Taisus over here says, that it should also come before Eishes Achiv Me'imai, which is also not a direct relative to him. So the point over here is that these things that the Mishnah mentions before Kalosai, why would it mention them before Kalosai? If, if, if they're not an Isser of a direct relative to him, there's no reason that they should come first. So why should Kalosai come first? person's daughter-in-law. So Rashi says, going back to a point that was mentioned before, because Kalosai is an erva where there's a very strong punishment for it. There's an Isra of Skila. So if there's no reason to mention them first because they're not any closer relative, so then the Svara would be to go back to the point that we mentioned before. Why not mention Kalosai first, which is a much stronger erva? So why doesn't it say that first? Again, so it should have mentioned them for because it began mentioning the Isar of Arayis that's related to a sister, to the mother's sister, and so on, or your wife's sister. So So it also, also again, Tana So it also mentions Aishis Achiv, the, 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 the wife's, um, again, Aishis Achiv, which is the wife of your brother. But he passed away and you weren't born yet. And it also mentions the Aishas Achiv Me'imai, which is also related to brotherlyhood, which goes together with this. And then the Hadar Tanakalosai. And then it mentions a daughter in law, which is not related to brotherlyhood or, or the fact that it's a sister. So therefore, Kalosai comes last. 
Okay, so that is the end of the Gemara's explanation regarding the order of the Arayis and the Mishnah. The basic point is that it mentions in them the order of Kurve, what's the closest to you, but it does mention it in a way where it, it mentions things that are similar to one another. So it's a combination of two points for this answer here. Now the Gemara goes back to another Indian in the Lashon of the Mishnah. But there's a reason. There has to be a reason. I say that, yeah, there has to be a reason. Zok the Gemara, one second, one second, let's go fight if you don't mind. Zok the Gemara, umai irye de tone poitres. Now the question is, the Lashon of the Mishnah is very interesting. What does it say? In any of these arayas, you'll be potter. What does potter sound like? Potter means you don't have to do yibum. But it sounds like you're allowed to. But that's not true though. In any of these cases that there's an erva, you're not allowed to do yibum because it's an erva. So why, why does it say, listen, I should have said that because it's an erva, so therefore it's asr. You're not allowed to do any yivim. Answers the Gemara, no, it can't say Isris because itana Isris, if it would say you're not allowed to do yivim, then I would mean, havamina. I would think that is, have a, that also liyav, that you're not allowed to do yivim. You're not allowed to have a relationship with her. That's the erva. Avol michlitz chalza. But maybe that shouldn't stop you from the obligation to do chalitza. Why should Erve stop you from doing Chalitza? So Kamash Mulan, that's why the Mishnah is saying, Paitrais, that you're exempt altogether. Paitrais is a way of saying that not only you're not allowed to do Yibum, but she's completely not connected to you. No Chalitza is required either. Why can't it say Asura? Use the term Asura. And the word Asura should also go on Lachloitz that you can't do Chalitza. So you say clearly that you don't do Yibum and you don't do Chalitza either. So the Gemara says, no, it can't say such a thing. My COVID, how could the Mishnah say that you're not allowed to do chalitza? What would be the problem if a person decides to do chalitza even when he's not obligated to? What is chalitza? A person spits at the shoe of, of this woman. Is any isr to do the act of chalitza when you don't have an obligation to? Yibum, if you're not allowed to do yibums, and then this is a woman that's forbidden to you. So it's an isr, a relationship. But yibum, how could the Mishnah say, asura lachlitz? So the Gemara says, why not? Even if you write that minatayre, there would be no issue to do chalitza with a woman that you don't have to, but maybe midrabanon, it would make sense that there should be a iser. Why? Because says, if regarding these women that are an erva, and you're not allowed to have a relation with her, you're going to say that you still do chalitza, you're still allowed to do chalitza, misya bemes. This may cause that, you could, that you'll come to do yibum as well. You'll say, look, I'm obligated to do chalitza. So we always know chalitza and yibum is an option. So if I can do chalitza, maybe that means I'm allowed to do yibum as well. So maybe the Mishnah should say that it's also to do chalitza, that at least mid there should be a gzeire not to do chalitza. So basically, the Gemara does not accept this whole approach here regarding the explanation of why it says in the Mishnah, poitrais, as opposed to saying oisrais. So the Gemara now is going to give a new answer. Answers the Gemara, kivin. So now, before I read it inside, the Chiddush of our Mishnah was not only to say that this erva, this woman that's an erva is exempt or is, is oster to do yibum. It also came to say another chiddush. Not only this wife, but also the tzara, the rival wife, the second wife that's not an erva, is also potter of doing the yibum or the chalitza. Now that's a unique chiddush that's only over here specifically regarding the mitzvah of yibum. But let's say, take any other scenario of erva that there is in the Torah. Let's say a person is married to your sister. And therefore, that's the erva. Are you going to now say, what happens if that person that's married to your sister also has a second wife? 
And that second wife is not your sister. Are you going to say that the Isser of the erva of the sister spreads to the second wife? And now, just like you're also to marry his first wife, which is your sister, so that erva is going to spread to the second wife as well, and that you can't marry the second wife? No, there's no such an Isser. If that person passes away, you can marry your second wife. The sister, you're not allowed to marry. This point that we say here regarding Yibum, that when there's an Isser of erva for one wife, that's an erva, and therefore there's no Yibum, that that also spreads to the next wife, that also there's no Yibum for the next wife, that's uniquely by the Indian of Yibum. You don't find such a thing by any other Arayas. So the Gemara explains this. Let's see. Even the Bamakai mitzvah, only regarding when it comes to a mitzvah of Yibum, who does Sira then I say that if the erva, there's no yibum, then for the tzara, for the next wife, there's also no yibum. And there's an iser of yibum. But mitzvah, if this is not in the place of a mitzvah, if somebody is married to your relative, which is an erva, so shaya, over there, the second wife will be allowed to marry, to marry you. It doesn't apply that it goes over to the second wife as well. That's why the Mishnah here uses the term Paitreis to say that you're exempt of the mitzvah of Yibum. So Rashi explains what this means to say is, the way to understand this concept, that it spreads from the erva to the second wife, it's not the pshat that there's an iser, if you were to say, that there's an iser on this erva, and because the iser of this erva is so strong, that iser spreads to the second wife. So then I should say that the same thing applies by any erva. That the point is that the Isra of this erva automatically gets connected and spreads to the second wife as well. But that's not the point. The point actually is that there's a mitzvah of Yibum. And once there's an erva, the erva patters you from the mitzvah of Yibum. Now once it patters you from the mitzvah of Yibum, what happens? The original Isra that there is for your brother's wife comes back. As I said right in the beginning when we started the Mesechte, every time... Every time there's a mitzvah of Yibum, without the mitzvah of Yibum, there's really a Isra of Eshesach. This is your brother's wife, and you're not allowed to marry your brother's wife. When there's a mitzvah of Yibum, the Torah removed that Isra of Eshesach, and instead made it into a mitzvah, that it's actually a mitzvah to marry her. But what happens in a case where she's an erva, and you can't fulfill the mitzvah? So what happens is the mitzvah is removed. Once the mitzvah is removed, so then there's no mitzvah at all. That removal of the mitzvah spreads also to the tzara, that there's no mitzvah for the tzara as well. So the point is, it's not that the iser from the erve extends over and spreads over to the tzara, it's the p'tur of the mitzvah that is applied to the tzara as well. Once the p'tur of the mitzvah applies to the tzara as well, so then there's the, automatically the iser comes into play. Automatically she's considered to be ashes ach. That, as if he had children. There's no, isra, there's no mitzvah of Yibam at all. And therefore, this, the, 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 the isra spreads to the, uh, to the tzara as well. So by the Mishnah saying, Poitres, this is a very fundamental point here in this whole Indian. By the Mishnah saying Poitres, it's defining what this concept is. It removes the mitzvah and automatically the isra comes. So it'd be, it's not accurate to say isris. It's not an isra. It, it removed the mitzvah and only because of that the isra comes. That's the pshat in this lotion of Poitres. Okay, let's continue inside. So, the Gemara, now another detail the Gemara focuses on in the Lashon of the Mishnah. Why does it have to mention in the Mishnah both? That it patters you that there's no Chalitza and there's no Yibum. And it says first Chalitza and then Yibum. Listni, shouldn't it say it in the other order? First, Minayibum. Uh, again, Listni, Minayibum, Luchudei. Okay, so first the Gemara asks, why doesn't it just say Yibum? Why would that be enough? So Rashi says, because Yibum is the main mitzvah. If you're if you part of doing Yibum, you would automatically know that there's no Chalitza as well. 
So the Gemara says, no, not necessarily. If we would only say that there's no Yibum, there's no mitzvah of Yibum, then I have a minah, I would say, maybe there's still chalitza, but maybe there's no Yibum. Again, going back to the Svarah that I said before, what's the issue here? The issue is the erva. You can't have a relationship with these women. So maybe that only says that there's no Yibum. But maybe chalitza, yes. That's what the Mishnah has to tell you. Whoever is able to do Yibum with, the, with this woman, so then there would be a mitzvah of Chalitza as well if he doesn't want to do the Yibum. But if it's an Arvan, there is no Yibum. Then there's no mitzvah of Chalitza either. That's what this Mishnah is saying. But now the Gemara still asks on the order. Why wouldn't the Mishnah say, Why wouldn't it mention Yibum before Chalitza? Isn't Yibum the main mitzvah? Chalitza is only if you don't want to fulfill the main mitzvah. Inami or Why would the Mishnah say only that there's no Chalitza here? If the Mishnah would tell me that there's no Chalitza, automatically I would understand that for sure there's no Yibum here. So why doesn't the Mishnah say that alone? Answers the Gemara, Abishalhi. Our Mishnah is following the opinion of Abishal. The Omar, Abishal says, Mitzvah's Chalitze, Kidemus Lemitzvah's Yibum. The Mitzvah of Chalitze actually comes before the Mitzvah of Yibum. Why does Abishal say this? So Rashi here says, because Abishal's opinion is that you could only fulfill the Mitzvah of Yibum if you do it Lashem Mitzvah. If you're not doing it L'Shem Mitzvah, Rashi here brings from the Gemara later, if a person is marrying his brother's wife and he's doing it L'Shem Noy, she's beautiful, or L'Shem Mishnah, Stam, to get married to her, then he says it's mamish, like it's almost like he's marrying an Erve, and, and it's, it's, it's like his children are almost like Mamzeidim. So therefore, Abishal says, it's better to do Chalitza first. And therefore, the mission here is hinting this by mentioning Chalitza before Yibam to say like Abishal's opinion. I think I mentioned this in the beginning that this is the reason why Bizman Azel, we don't do Chalitza. And you see here the Stam Mishnah is following Abishal's opinion. Now the Gemara goes to another detail of the Mishnah. The number mentioned in the Reisha. It says Chamesh Esrei Noshim, 15. Why does it have to give a number? I could count it on my own. And then in the Sefer, it also, after it says all of them, it says, it doesn't say a number again, but it says, second, what was Lashon the Mishnah? It repeats, it says again, it repeats it again, what is that coming to exclude? And says the Gemara, it excludes another two cases. Lamute de Rav, one case it comes to exclude is what Rav said, or the Ravasi, and what Ravasi says. Now this is going to be in the Gemara later, but Rashi quotes it over here. What Rav said is, if your brother's wife was a Saita, so then Rav says there's no Yibum for that. And Ravasi says, if your brother's wife was, was an islandess, was an which is, uh, she, couldn't, um, she couldn't have any children, so then he says there's no Yibum for that either. Again, the Chiddush over here is, that not only there's no Yibum for the Saita, and there's, there's no Yibum for the islandess, that's obvious. A Saita there's no Yibum for and then islandists, it's obvious that there's no, but the Chiddush over here is not only for the islandists and the Saita itself, but even the Tzara. The second wife, once the first wife was a Saita or an islandess, there'll be no Yibum even for the second wife either. That's what Rav and Ravasi said. Okay, so Rav spoke about the Saita and Ravasi spoke about the islandists. So our Mishnah is coming to exclude that and say, no, that over here there is going to be Yibum for the, uh, for this, for the uh, Tzara of the Saita or the Tzara of the islandists. Okay, so the Gemara, now, now the Gemara is going to try to explain, one second, okay, but now we have to explain the Mishnah according to Rav and Ravasi as well. 
Right, so, so Dr. Gemara, Lirav, Ulravasi, according to Rav and Ravasi that say that the Tsar of a Saita or the Tsar of an islandist is also excluded from Yibum. So we can't say that that's what our Mishnah is coming to exclude. So then what is the Pshad in our Mishnah and these numbers that the Mishnah says? Lamute Mai, says the Gemara, two answers, or de- depending on what they hold. If Rav and Ravasi agree to one another, so then I have to find two new Miyutim from our Mishnah, from the number in the beginning and the number in the end. So then the Gemara comes up with another two things that our Mishnah is Memayit. One is to exclude what it says later in the Gemara. There's an opinion later that says in the Gemara, Memayit, as we mentioned before, refers to a Ketana that got married with a Drabana de marriage. It's not a full marriage. It's the brothers that married her off and she has an option always to refuse this marriage when she becomes a Gedailah. So there's a Gemara later that says that regarding a Mima'enes, the Tzara of a Mima'enes, there's a Gzeire that the Tzara does not do Yibum, only Chalitza. We'll see later in the Gemara why that is. It's a Gzeire. So over here, our Mishnah is saying that that's not the case. Our Mishnah holds that the Tzara of a Mima'enes could do Yibum and Chalitza. That's one case our Mishnah excludes. Another case, a person that got remarried to a woman that he divorced. What's the Allah of a person divorces his wife? That he's allowed to remarry her as long as she never got married to someone else first. But if she marries someone else and now he wants to remarry her after her husband dies or after her husband divorced her, you can't remarry her. So the Gemara later says that if you and you weren't allowed to do that, so then... Even for the tzara, there is no mitzvah, there's no, there's no yibum, only chalitza. So our mission here is coming to say that even by a machzik kudushasai, there will be yibum and chalitza, and it's not, uh, it's not included in what it says here in the Mishnah. I believe that's the pshat of here. Okay, that's that's benigaya too. If Rav and Ravasi both agree to each other, so we have to come up with two new miyutim. Now the Gemara says, but if Rav does not agree to Ravasi and Ravasi does not agree to Rav, so then I don't have to have two new miyutim. So I say the So one of the numbers in the Mishnah comes to exclude what the other said, which he doesn't agree with, and the chade and the other one comes to exclude, like we just said, Either the case of the Mema'enes or the Machzik Rishosei, which we just mentioned. Okay, L'Rav or L'Ravasi, L'Snu, so the Gemara asks, okay, now this is a new question, the Gemara asks, L'Rav or L'Ravasi, L'Snu, according to Rav and Ravasi. So what is Rav and Ravasi's opinion? The case of a Saita and the case of an islandist. If the first wife was a Saita and the, or the first wife was an islandist, when it comes to the second wife, the Tzara, there's no Yibum and there's no Chalitza. Right? So according to them, the question is, why Taka did the Mishnah not include that in the list that it says in our Mishnah, 16 and 17? So they want to answer is, In our Mishnah, it wanted to tell you the Halacha, that these are 15 women that, three points, they are Arayis, and there's no Yibam for them. And for the second wife, there's no uh, mitzvah of Yibam either. And then for the second wife of the second wife, when she gets married to another Yavam, even then there's no mitzvah of Yibam either. Okay, if you remember this concept of what we learned in the Mishnah, Tzara Tzara. But the Gemara now says, regarding an islandess or a Saita, the concept of Tzara Tzara does not apply. Why does the concept of Tzara Tzara not apply? So Rashi explains, very simple. When it comes to all of the Arayas that it says in the Mishnah, the point is, these are all Arayas to one brother. But not necessarily are they Arayas to a different brother. 
It's still possible that this erva should do yibum with a second brother. And then the concept of tzara, tzara will apply by the second brother. What happens if the second brother passes away? And then that second brother also had a second wife. So then there'll be the concept of tzara, tzara. Or if it was a third brother, a fourth brother, this could go on forever. You're always going to look at the second wife and say that there's no mitzvah of yibum or there's an isra of yibum that applies. When it comes over here to a saita or an islandess, it's different. A saita, you can't make a distinction between one brother, a second brother, a third brother. The issue with the saita is that she is a saita, not because she's a, a karayv to one brother or to another brother. The issue of a saita is that because she's a woman that was mizana, that she's a saita, she can't get married to any of the brothers. So it'll, you'll never have a secondary, a second brother that she'll be able to get married to. And the same thing with the islandess. Right, what, that this is this is an issue with the first brother that because she can't have any children, so she can't do any yibum with any of the brother. Again, so that's not only going to get to the saita itself, but that's also regarding the tzara of the saita and the tzara of the islandess. That the tzara of the saita or the tzara of the islands can't get married to any of the brothers. So you can never have a secondary concept of tzara that would apply here. So therefore, it's not mentioned in the list of the mishnah. Okay, now. Correct. It's it's not an erva. Okay. Right. True. Interesting. Like it's it's talking not a regular erva, but the uh, Gemara says that the concept of tzara tzara doesn't apply here. Okay. Now after the Mishnah, the Gemara clarified these details in the Mishnah. The Gemara comes back now to bring a brayse, the source. Where is the source of this concept that when the yivama is an erva to the yavam, the mitzvah of yivam doesn't apply? What's the source from this? Where do we know this whole halacha? So we learned in a brayse. It says in the Pasik by the erva of a chaisisha. Isha el achaisa leisikach litzra gales hervasa alea b'chayao. So it says in the Pasik that if your brother is married to your wife's sister, so while the, the, the sister is alive, so you, your wife, which is the sister, is still alive, you're not allowed to marry a sister. You can't be married to two sisters at the same time. And the Pasik here uses the term aleha, which is an extra word. Aleha matamad Why does it say the word aleha? So here, this word Allah is the source to tell us that by Yibum, there's no Yibum if there's an effort. By the mitzvah of Yibum, the title also uses the term Allah, that you get married to her. So Shemei I would think, that the mitzvah of Yibum applies even if your brother's wife is an erve and is also to you. Still the mitzvah of Yibum should still apply. I would think that that's what the title is saying. So that's why we have this limit here now. It says by Yibum the term Aleha, that you get married to her. And it says over there by the erva of Achais Isha, the term of Aleha. So mitzvah, just like by the yibum, the word Allah is saying that it's a mitzvah to do the yibum. Afkan mitzvah. So too, when it says the iser of a chais isha, don't marry your wife's sister, it means even in the place of a mitzvah. The Torah is saying don't get married to your wife's sister even when it would be required for a mitzvah for the mitzvah of yibum. So this is the original source to tell you that when there's an erva, there's no mitzvah of yibum. But the price continues, from here I only know that you're not allowed to marry this erva itself, your wife's sister. How do I know that that also exempts, that takes off the whole mitzvah of Yibum and therefore even the tzara as well, even the rival wife, also there's no Yibum for? The Pasuk of here uses the term Litzra. Litzra literally means, I think, to be connected to. But the Gemara's Dashin, the word Litzra, to mean that, the, that this Isra will apply also to the tzara, to the second wife. 
I only know that it's the original second wife of this erva. How do I know that it spreads also to the tzara of the tzara as well? It says litzroy with two reishes. It doesn't use the term lotzor, so that two, the two reishes means that it even uh, the second wife of the second wife it also applies to. Brisa continues, So from here in this pasuk, I only see that if the erva is a chaysisha, there's no mitzvah of yibum. How do I know that the same is that any erva that it, that there is, there's no mitzvah of yibum either. So the Brisa says, Omrit, you'll say as follows: Ma chaysisha, just like it comes to the erva of a chaysisha, miyuchedes is unique in what sense? Shehi erva, this is an erva. The chayavin al zadayna kares, it's an erva which there is kares for, and also vashakigachachatos. And b'shegig there's a chatos v'asuru liyavam. And the Torah is saying that there's no yibum here. Of course, so to any of the other arayis, she erva v'chayav mazdeinu kares v'shegigazachatos asuru liyavam. The same answer applies that there's no yibum as well. Ve'enli elo hein. Now regarding the other arayis, so you just made a comparison to say that they are also to do the yibum. Tzorei saying minayin. How do I know that I apply the iser regarding the second wife as well regarding the other arayis? So the Gemara says the same svar, the same comparison. So Amrit, you'll say, Ma chaysisha miyachedes shehi erva, just like regarding a chaysisha. So she's an erva. V'chayavam, also doin a kar as well, she gigos a chatos, v'asura liyavam, and there's no yivum here, v'tzaros asura. And so too the second wife is also asur. So afkal, I apply the same regarding all arayis. Kol shehi erva, v'chayavam, also doin a kar as well, she gigos a chatos, v'asura liyavam, and she's asur to the yavam, tzaros asura. The tzara is asr as well. <coughs> so this drasha that we brought here and this comparison we made, this is the source of what Chachamim said in the Mishnah. There are these 15 women that are arayis. As far as the tzara's tzara goes until the end of the world. Okay, so that's the conclusion of the source of where do we know that all arayis, there's no yibum, and also for the tzara, and also for the tzara's tzara as well. Braise continues, Yachol shani marbe af sheish arayis chamuris meilu. I would think that this would apply also to another six arayis that are even more stringent than these 15 that are mentioned in our Mishnah. These say six arayis are going to be mentioned in the next Mishnah later, as we'll learn. So I would think that it would apply to them as well. Shiyut sareseyem asuris. That the, these arayis, even the second wife, should also be yasser. Now what the Gemara is saying over here is, this does not apply to the Indian of Yibum Bechlal. This goes back to the point that we learned in Omer Aleph. That maybe I would think, Bechlal, not going to get to Yibum. Anytime an Erve is married to somebody, and that Erve is also to you, the second wife automatically also becomes also to you. Maybe I would think that just like we find this concept by Yibum, that the Isra spreads to the second wife, maybe I should say by these six more stringent Arayas that does not apply here by Yibum. We'll see later in the Mishnah over here by Yibum. These six more stringent Arayas, it's not something that could be also to one brother and not to the other brother. The point of all these 15 Arayas is, is that the first brother was allowed to marry them, but they're an erva to the second brother. These six Arayas that we're speaking about are also to both. So we're not talking about Yivun Bechlal. But the question is Bechlal. Maybe we should say that if you if the, if the married to one erva, automatically the second wife would also be Yasser. So the Gemara says, So Omrit, you say as follows. No, you can't compare it. Why? Because when it comes to the source where we learn this out from, which is a Chais 
your wife's sister. Miyuchedes, what's unique over here? So she erva, as we said before, that's an erva. V'chayav nozadayin a kodes, v'ashigigos a chatos. But here the Gemara adds another point, which is ve'efshir linose la'achim. This is an isra of erva that for one brother it's an erva, but for the for the first brother or for other brothers it's not an erva. Vasud ala yavam. So over here the Torah is saying that the yavam is not allowed to marry her. Vitzaros asura and the tzar is also aser. Afkal. So too I only compare other arayis that are similar. She erva v'chayav mazdein akaris v'shem gasachatos and also this point v'efshe linose laachim. It's an erva that's only for one brother, but you could get married to other brothers. Vasud ala yavam and tzaros asura. So then it's going to be also for the yavam and the tzar is aser as well. Yatsu sheish arayis. So therefore. This excludes those six arayis, chamurais, that are more stringent, me'elu, hoyl di'efshel It's because those six arayis cannot get married to any of the brothers. For example, your mother. One of them is a mother. It's the mother of both brothers. It's a mother of all the brothers. So it's not, not shy to get married to any of them. So then, so they say in mutarais. Over there I say that if, if somebody gets married to your mother, and then he gets married to a second wife, the Isla is not going to apply to the second wife. And here the Gemara concludes the point that we already said before, She'ein Sara Ela Me'ach. This whole entire point that because there's an Isra from the first wife spreads over to the second wife, that only applies to the Isra that there is by Yibum, by a brother. And again, Rashi explains it, the point that I said before, the point is not that the Isr spreads from one wife to another. The point is that the mitzvah is removed from the erve. And once there's no mitzvah, so automatically the Isr of Eshesach comes back. So therefore this only applies by Yibum. Because the first wife was an erve, and therefore the mitzvah is removed, so therefore there's no mitzvah for the second wife either. But when it comes to the Isr of Arayis Pachlal, I'm not going to say that because there's an Isr on one wife, automatically the Isr spreads to another wife. There's no reason for that. Okay, one more point. We'll conclude with this. The last, this is all one long b'raise here. The b'raise concludes, Azhare Shamaino. So we have the source of the, of the warning for this, that you're not allowed to do yibum when it's an erve. Einish minayin. What's the source for this, that there would be a einish for a person that goes ahead and marries an erve, even in the case of yibum. Omakra, the Pasik says. In other words, it's the einish of Karas. Because the Pasuk there says, Kichol Anyone that does any, of, does any of these abominable things, then the Pasuk over there says, V'nichrisa, Kodes. Therefore, that Pasuk of Kola Tayevois also refers to what we said over here, the extra word of Allah that teaches me that even if it's in the case of a mitzvah and a person gets married to this erva, the Kodes will also apply. Okay, this is the conclusion of the Braise, and the Gemara now is going to continue discussing the Braise. From here, we'll start a sugya of Esa Dechalay Sese, as we'll see in Mitzvah Shem and the Hemshchal Gemara.